a lot of people who are wondering about their travel plans in the short term and in you know say the next month what about two or three months down the road with covid and with different uh, different countries now changing their advisories with canada having an advisory against travel out of the country what does that do to your insurance if you end up getting a, a positive test when you are outside the country and you can't come home do you have to cover your own costs will insurance cover it for you are you insured what about other kind of matter? What if you get, you know, does all of your insurance go out the window if uh, if there's an advisory? Or are you still covered for a non-COVID-related issue? So, yeah, there's a lot of people have a lot of questions about it. And I'm sure if you just go through and read your contract, you might get the answers. But it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a murky little world. So let's get some help wandering through it. Martin Firestone is the president of Travel Secure, a travel insurance specialist. And, and <laughs> you've been fielding a ton of questions, I have no doubt. Martin Firestone, good to have you here this morning. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Has it been crazy ever since the advisory with people wanting to know what's going on? Yeah, it's basically the phone, the emails. It has not stopped ringing 24-7. People are very concerned. A, the ones who are already out of the country yeah. are worried. Does anything with the travel advisory void their existing contract? I have to say unequivocally, nothing, nothing, nothing changes. Okay, As, so Because you're already there. You're already, you're already there. Something changed while you were there, so the the companies will still cover you. Right. So okay. there's no issue there whatsoever. So the next level is people planning on going, purchasing travel insurance and saying, will I be covered for everything, including COVID? And therein lies a bit of the problem. I would say about 90% of the insurers are on board with respect to no changes to a level three travel advisor, even going as high as a level four, should it ever get to that. But there are some companies who say, because the advisory has been issued it will affect our product and in fact you need to either purchase an additional rider look elsewhere for another product but you will not be covered for anything related to covid that's a problem for sure can you help me out with the levels level three and level four what are they yeah level three is to avoid all non-essential travel which is again a discretionary message being sent by our government to not travel if you don't have to and we are advising against it level four is avoid all travel okay that's got nothing to do with essential or non-essential that is really one where one would not be wise to leave the country because they are telling you not to okay so if uh, there are a lot of people who are covered with travel insurance under their own benefits plans within work uh do you still need to double check those or is it incumbent on you to make sure that that, that there isn't a rider within your own government or your not government your own company plan that you have to be aware yeah, of Great question, by the way. The company plans, for the most part, are good and no issue, and they're not going to play the travel advisory card at this point. I have checked with the majors out there, and they all seem to say there will be no changes. Again, I can only advise, but I suspect that you should just a quick call to your HR or to the insurance company itself on the group benefit end and confirm it. But if I had to make a blanket statement, that is yep. the least of your problems is the group benefit scenario. I worry more about credit card banks and other various insurers who do have pandemic plans and are suggesting that you exchange the one that was the normal travel one for the pandemic plan. Okay. So we've taken a full step backwards here where we're starting to need to buy riders to go on to our existing policies. Are these pricey riders? They can be. They were really pricey initially 18 months ago. And this is the big thing. We are not in the same position we were 18 months ago. There is a vaccine. There is a booster. There is so many things different 
from today than 18 months ago. The travel can take place, albeit with social distancing and some smart, you know, decisions about what you do and where you go, unlike 18 months ago, and we didn't know when the next shoe was going to drop. So I caution, it's all about risk. And at the end of the day, people's decision to travel is going to be solely how much risk they do want to take on. Yeah. What's the major risk these days? Because I would think that the insurance companies are looking at their own risk. That's the way it always works, right? How much of a risk is it? If you are fully vaccinated, you could have two, even three, three different shots. So far, it would appear, appear that although Omicron is, is fairly tran- transmissible, the serious health impacts have not been seen. So would an insurance company look and go, okay, your biggest issue might just be being stuck somewhere and testing positive. You're not sick. You're not going to need hospitalization. But now you're stuck there and we would have to cover your extra costs for, for you being stuck there for a medical reason. Right, so we're talking two product lines here. One is unexpected emergency medical, which is a product they sell. And yes, you hit it on the nail. They think a mild flu-like symptom isn't going to end you up in an emergency room. I see you on a ventilator. I think we can all agree on that, that those days, for the most part. Yeah, again, these are blanket statements, so don't take everything to, to, to heart here. Yeah, the the feeling is that you shouldn't end up and shouldn't be looking at a half a million dollar hospital bill. That's why, from their risk perspective, they're insuring people for the most part, and we're doing it for sure before the advisory, and some have backed off a bit since. But for the most part, that is them telling you it actually is safe to travel because you're not going to end up in an emergency room. Okay, the other one is cancellation and interruption. Yes. Cancellation totally since March 18th or 13th, 2020, has taken COVID out of the picture that you can't cancel and expect to get a claim paid if it's related to a border closure, a travel advisory, or anything related to COVID. But on the quarantine level, they now are offering a product that if you test positive and cannot get on that plane, there will be X amount of dollars to a maximum amount to cover the cost of hotels, meals and expenses, and a partial payment towards the return airfare home. So that seems to be a little popular right now among those traveling to all-inclusives with families of five, etc. I bet you it's tough to get through these days. I have to think there'd be so many calls. It's as bad as actually trying to get through to the airlines to make a change oh. these days. You're eight hours oh, on hold. Oh, my God. It's, it, it, it's, you hear about three-hour waits or the famous line, you leave your number and we'll call you back, and yeah. then you don't even hear from them. I mean, I have never seen anything like this frustrating. Our time is much better spent doing good things oh. than sitting on a phone. But, yeah, that's the new world we live in right now. When you do get through on the phone and you ask your question and somebody on the other end says, okay, you're covered, you're safe, you're fine. Is that enough to take to the bank or do you need to have documentation because, you know, unless it's it's recorded or you've recorded it or, you know, like, is that an issue as well about making sure you have something that's written down that says, yes, you, uh, you, Martin Firestone, are covered this? You know, they're very hesitant to put pen to paper in general insurance companies, okay? So it kind (laughs) of helps if there's a third party, i.e. a broker, a travel agent, uh, another individual who could say and put pen to paper that as per our discussion, exclusion number 16 would pose a problem or does not pose a problem because it's now superseded by another endorsement. And, you know, as a traveler, you want that peace of mind because to hear it over the phone, all of a sudden you call back three months later when your claim gets denied, you say, but she told me that was okay. Who she and where did 
she say that? And she's not even working here anymore. So, yeah, it's very, very scary, the world we live in right now with respect to understanding the clauses that are out there. And you really, really have to be prudent at this point. Yeah, it doesn't have, I, I guess there's risk. So there, there's that scary level. But as long as you, you make your call, you buy your rider if you have to, you make sure your ducks are in a row and you have some kind of documentation that indicates that all you, you should be okay, right? Like, so you it's should. scary, but as long as you do what you're supposed to do, you should be covered. You mitigate many of the problems if you do what you're supposed to do. You're 100% correct. Uh, d- does any of this enter into uh, December 31st for a lot of cancellations? If you're going to cancel, you've got to do it by December 31st for airlines. And I'm not sure if, if this gets into your world or not, or whether you're familiar with this. Uh, is, is that the case? And then after December 31st, you're sort of on your own? Or, or how, does, how is that working? I don't know. From December, okay, the yeah. December 31st date doesn't mean a lot to me. My biggest advice I can give anybody listening this morning is for future bookings, you have got to put the onus on the end user, the airline, the Airbnb, the tour guide, the excursion company. You've got to say, guys, if I cannot get to your country because you closed the border or my country closed the border or this airline is no longer flying direct or whatever, mm-hmm. then you've got to say, I need a refund back. I don't want to voucher a credit for next year. I have no idea what the future holds yeah. there where you got to go and put a little heavy duty pressure on if i'm going to give you ten thousand dollars for a bike trip in italy next summer if i can't get there or your city's overrun or country overrun yeah. with the virus you've got to give me back my money please and that you need in some kind of writing or communication i would think big time absolutely right. oh this is so much fun martin <laughs> <laughs> jeez are you going are you traveling are you staying home? I'm hoping that I could get away at some point, and I. But but North America, I still have reservations seriously about heading to some island, you know, off the coast of uh, New Zealand, and worry about what the government is saying. That what if you get stranded? Don't say we didn't tell you. Yeah. So, you know, I think any trip in the cards for anyone right now could be just a local trip, or I should say, U.S. trip, possibly because if you have to get back, it's a lot easier to get back from there than it would be from halfway around the world. Yeah, sure enough. I, well. That's just on a personal level, I have one planned for mid-February, so we're more than a month and a half away from that, so I'm hoping things lighten up, but it, it, it is still a bit of a risk. You have to determine whether it's worth the risk or it's not worth the risk, or I don't know, at this point, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going with it's worth the risk. It's very confusing, I which, must admit. Which is also why I was double-checking on group benefits. <laughs> so no, group benefits, I'm telling you, it's about the safest thing right now. From what I've done, my research, all carriers for the most part, well, I think yeah. all of them for that matter, do not change because of a travel advisor exclusion. Yeah. Martin Firestone, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you for your advice and, uh, and, uh, and for your insight. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. You bet. Cheers. Martin Firestone is the president of Travel Secure. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.